Welcome back to 97X Rumblings from the Big Bush. I'm Dave, along with Damien, we make up the dynamic duo of modern rock, and we catch back up with Jay Batista in part two of some of the origin stories of 97X. But it sounds like during your time at the station, Jay, I mean, you're doing everything from, you know, like program, you know, helping with the programming, helping with sales, and climbing the damn transmitter tower. I mean, you did a lot. <laughs> I, I did, but I, I wasn't on air. Um, I had done DJ work at other stations, but um, I, I wasn't on air. I didn't do the news um, or any of that. Uh, I primarily, and, and I would tell you, uh, as a young man, I wasn't really a good salesperson. I learned a lot from Doug, but ultimately uh, I went on to a lot better selling opportunities later on. And um, negotiated a lot better contracts but i learned a lot from doug initially you know to have your first job selling airtime that's a good way to cut your teeth yeah yeah and you mentioned something when i emailed reached out to you about an army of ticks what's going on with that oh that's a that's a funny story i still tell it today with a couple of shots of tequila so in the spring we would get a lot of rain and that site where the transmitter tower was would get really swampy and uh i had a little dog dog weighed about 15 pounds um i would take the dog into the office with me and you know the dog uh, and i also drove the woxy van a big white panel van and so i got in the van the transmitter was kind of fading which meant that it needed to tune up the the um the tube and so I went out to the station and it was mushy, the ground. We pulled the van up and I grabbed my little dog and I opened the door to the, to the uh, transmitter shack and I stepped inside and I started working on the transmitter dials, tuning, tuning the transmitter. And my dog started whining, not, not whimpering, or, you know, whimpering, making this funny sound. And I said, shut up. You know, and kept working on the transmitter. And he got more and more insistent. And I said, shut up. And then I looked down at him, and he was literally a blanket of ticks. Oh. And everything I had touched had ticks on it, all reaching their little hands up for me. I mean, on the door handles and on the wall. And what had happened was all the ticks that had somehow blossomed in that field, when it got wet, there was a dry transmitter shack and they all went in under the door and up on the walls and they were everywhere. And I grabbed my dog and I slammed the door and I ran out to the car and I jumped in the back of the van and I picked off from the dog 65 ticks and about 32 from me. And then I rushed back to the office and I walked into the office and Linda says, oh, Jay, you have a tick on your back. And so I, I ran into my office and I closed the door and I took off all my clothes and, and I looked for ticks everywhere. And, and since that time, I have not been a fan of ticks. It was like something out of a Stephen King horror novel, you know, the ticks are everywhere. And actually, I didn't go back out there for two weeks. I called an exterminator. I had him go out and spray it. And then I was such a wimp. I didn't even go out there. And then I went out and I kind of like checked it all out. And it was completely empty. They were all gone. Never saw them again. But it was tick heaven. That was a scary thing. <laughs> no wonder you need a couple shots of tequila to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, it was funny. It was, it was the, you know, those funny stories about engineering trials. 
Yeah. And then uh, I think early on, uh, the station would play the Dr. Demento uh, radio hour? Or... Yes, we did. For many years, we carried Dr. Demento. And um, one of the first artists that came to visit the station was Dr. Demento and Weird Al Yankovic, if you remember him. He still tries to stay current um, with his mocking mocking songs. Um, they, they were really funny. I wouldn't say that Al was that interested in being in the station, but Dr. Demento, we had carried him for years, and he was a funny guy. And he had just these wealth of crazy songs from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and he would just play them. And I actually have a couple signed memorabilia from them. They were very funny. Um, they were the first of many artists to come to the station. I have a good Dr. Demento story from 97X because I think I was there right. I started right when it just ended. I don't think it was still on anymore, but I, I took the phone call late one night. Someone saying, what's going on with Dr. Demento? And I said, we don't carry it anymore. And they had to tell me the story that the rental unit on US 27 next to the Clark station, they rented the smallest one and had a timer set up to record our station so they could listen to the new most latest Dr. Dementos. They lived somewhere where they couldn't get the signal, but drive in there and actually rented That's a so storage funny. unit to record that. Yeah, to, to record that. When you got your tenure, there was lots more artists that would come through um, and you'd get to meet with the people. And when I was there, that that wasn't the case. We were still just getting started. Yeah, we we did have quite a few people uh, all throughout, and even when that went online, that even jumped into an even more. Uh, the later years of ninety seven X and WXY.com had quite a bit of uh, you know, live from Studio X and a few other things that that, that they uh, really established. And, and down in Austin, when they were down there at the end, really really opened up the door to having a lot of musical musical artists on the air. But I guess it all started with. Uh, Dr. Demento, Weird <laughs> yeah. Al. Yeah. Weird Al. Yeah. And, but Jay, you know, we, we do want to thank you for your role in, in getting 97X mm -hmm. to be a modern rock station. I mean, those obviously, like you said, didn't really exist back then. And really for much of 97X's existence, they were few and far between. So the fact that we had it in Oxford, Ohio with that transmitter that you helped get going is <laughs> babysat is that I babysat. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you remember, that was about the year that MTV started up. It was, it was the right time to make that move. And I'm, I'm really pleased that Doug and Linda gave me an opportunity and, and actually took that and uh, made a real powerhouse out of it. Um, there was a time in the nineties where you would be in, in Los Angeles and people would say, Oh, you worked at 97X? I listened to them. And uh, you would hear about it all over the country. It had a, a wide reach. So. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. What have you done since then? It's been a couple yeah. years, so. Uh, I got into um, radio and, and television equipment sales and in the back end of the business and uh, then got into satellite communications uh, as part of that. Um, built networks actually built a, a big um, KU band satellite network. It was um, one of the largest in the world until DirecTV and, and Dish came along and, and started selling lots of little uh, home consumer models. Um, and then I got into international sales. And for many years, I did international sales. I, I worked for companies you might know, Harris Corporation. I worked in... Uh, television uh, software companies that did traffic and billing systems, um, the uh, digital video encoding systems, uh, and uh, 
Currently, I work for a company that sells international radar systems for maritime domain awareness around the globe. So I keep really busy. It's been a technical background. In addition to that, I, I still um, paint when I can, and I write novels. I have a burning desire to get a bunch of novels done before I fully ride off into the sunset. And uh, I uh, last year published a, a couple of uh, chapters in the Media Workflow Puzzle, a uh, book by the Society of Motion Picture Television Engineers, uh, Creme de la Creme. Uh, and I was really pleased to be supporting them. And uh, I also won two uh, international book awards for my novel, Thorfinn and the Witch's Curse, which is the first one of my Viking Age fantasy series. So, Viking Age in. fantasy. Dave's into that. I know he is. He just doesn't yeah. like to admit it. <laughs> now, now, you are a Renaissance man, and I'd have to say with, with your painting, your, your fiction, your nonfiction, um, everything that you do, I, looking back, I agree with what Damien had to say. That's, you know, Doug and Linda having someone like you there at the beginning was probably a, a huge help. I, I think they would, you know, most likely agree too. I, I hope it was. I had got my master's degree at Ohio University's School of Radio and Television, and I was, I, I understood the business. And I, in a lot of these little stations at the time, a similar thing happened where new new owners or new management would come in and they'd find that the old staff was rebelling against them or holding them back. And Doug and Linda dealt with the same issues. And luckily, the sports announcer was on Doug's side from the beginning and he brought me in and said, hey, Jay will, Jay will work for you. He'll do the job you need. And Doug was super smart, guys, let me tell you. Um, he, I know what he paid for the station, and I have a good feeling what he sold it for, and they, they made a very smart financial move. Um, Linda is a super smart lady, and I have to tell you, I, I still say to people I learned in my first real job uh, what it's like to work for a powerhouse woman who can run a company. Um, and I've had the opportunity to work for a couple of women in my career, and that's been good. Yeah. That's what would you, you like? Did you know when you first started with Doug and Linda, it's like, okay, they get it, and these are good people to learn from? N no, um, I was young and dumb. I was 25, <laughs> and, you know, sort of had that normal 25 year old chip on my shoulder. Uh, hey, I'm a college graduate. Um, but. <laughs> Actually, I spent time with Doug and began to realize that some of the things he knew about selling and proposals, I had no idea. One of the things that kids don't understand is that then you have the stick to to stay with something until you make it. And what Doug did was open my eyes to the fact that I hadn't really learned uh, world skills in college. And he, he had a number of phrases, like I said early in this podcast, he had a number of phrases that I still quote today because he was right. He, he was right, and I learned it as a 25-year-old. Um, the things he taught me about making proposals and selling around um, and negotiating, the, I still use them today. He's a great guy. I did make the mistake of washing his coffee cup one time, and he told me, you never wash his coffee cup because it has that nice crust that he's been building for months the patina <laughs> yeah the patina that's right and i i made that mistake but only once <laughs> i'll tell you another funny story and then i'll let you guys go 
Um, I had the van, the Waxy van, and we would drive WOXY around town. And I had a, a guy who I played in a band with, and he wanted to move his apartment. And um, it turns out he had a big party the night before, and he had a half a keg still left, and he put it in the back of the Waxy van. He didn't tell me this. And they were driving around, and a bunch of buns fell off the back of the Burger King truck. And so they got a bunch of buns, and they drove around the Miami campus and rolled down the window and said, who do you love? And if they said WOXY, they'd give them a free beer. <laughs> and if they said, you know, WEBN or some other station, they'd throw the buns at them. And this, <laughs> they did this for like three hours. And the next day I ran into people and said, hey, thanks for the beer. And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you gave us free beer from the station. The station gives away free beer. And Doug called me and said, Hey, somebody said they saw the van driving around. I said, oh, yeah, that was me. I went to a party. I was coming back, but it, yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> well, wow. Or you got bunned. I mean, oh, yeah, you can't make this so stuff funny. up. I, I, actually, I actually said, no, we're not lending this van to anyone else ever again. <laughs> Smart Although, move. Well, that is kind of a fun promotion. It's a fun promotion. Oh, yeah. a, a beer or bun promotion. Oh, you love W-O-X-Y? Have a free beer. It's <laughs> classic. Okay. I, I mean, I think, Dave, uh, this has been fantastic. Just just oh, catching awesome, up awesome, and, absolutely and, awesome. and hearing all these stories has been great. So, Jay, we thank you for your time. And thank you for getting 97X uh, to, to, where, to what it became, for helping bring it into this world. Thanks, Dave, and thanks, Damien. It's great talking to you. 97X. Now, on another note, I notice you don't have a damn lick of music in this town. We do not believe in such ostentations. Well, I am about to change your mind. Introducing rock and roll. Rumblings from the big bush. <laughs> 